Hey all, and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm joined by Squeaks. Squeaks! <laughs> the delay. I, <laughs> You know, I gotta edit that, right? <laughs> I, I had to do a little move, though. I had to do a little shoulder shrug. That's move. good, That's but no, this is an audio medium, so <laughs> people are not hearing the, the shuffle yeah, of the shoulders. Oh, no, they hear my movement. Yeah, and it's, it's a treat for the stream. People watching on the stream exactly. are enjoying it. Exactly, yeah. We also got Kyle with us. Yo! Kyle did not do a shimmy of the shoulders, so there we go. See how uh, he raises his hand. Though. He raises his hands, though. We do have yeah. a lot of physical activity going on in this. It's hard to bonus, follow. <laughs> bonus content for the uh, the video stream. That's what. There we go. Uh, all right, we're going to start off. We did one of our pick threes this week, so I'm going to ask you guys. These are all forceless Star Wars characters. Pick three to fight the rest. Okay, you guys have the visual now. What three non-force? That's the key one. Star Wars players can beat the rest. All right, all right, all right. So I kind of did this by rows. This is how I usually do it. So I kind of right. just look at the top three, middle three to bottom three. Make it a little easier. So uh, I went with Chewie for one because I need that muscle. I need that tank. I need that, uh, uh, you know, I got to get rid of some, maybe some big dudes and he's my guy, right? Right. I picked Ray from uh, uh, Rogue One, one nice. because I, I love Rogue One, actually. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of need some, a little, bit of, a little bit of brains and smartness in my group. Okay. Um, I feel like maybe she'd be the one, smartest one out of the three I want to pick. And my next one is Boba Fett. One, because I just need someone to kill people that just don't have no heart. You know, I'm like, all right, let's just do it. You know? So I'm assuming have... younger Boba Fett then, because older Boba Fett seems to be such a nice guy. Yeah, it's like, mm... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we'll go older one. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll do mine next then. Uh, I got to go with Mando, man. The armor alone. I mean, he's just. Yeah. Too strong. Uh, and then I'm going Chewie because I want Mando and Chewie to be best friends. And <laughs> then I'm going <laughs> to add in Lando because Lando, uh, he's just, he's like at that luck factor, you know? He's kind of like a Han Solo, but I just when he's riding around the Millennium Falcon in uh, Return of the Jedi, he's just so dope. And so I'm a big fan of his. And so that's, that's my team right there. Kyle, what are you bringing to the table, man? Well, I'm a bit biased. Uh, my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe tend to lean more towards the bounty hunter side. Mm -hmm. So uh, first up, Mando for sure. Uh, just an incredible badass. I love the Mandalorian. My favorite Star Wars property. And I got to follow it up with Boba Fett. So I got my left arm and my right arm. You know, just double arms of the law there. Well, outlaw, I should yeah, say. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then... Uh, this is kind of a new pick for me because I haven't actually seen this show, but I went with Rex. Oh, and you I haven't don't know seen Clone Wars. Wow. I have not seen that or Rebels or Bad Batch. Yeah, I think he's in mm. Bad Batch. But this poll is making uh, me- He does pop up, yes. Okay. Want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like, okay, so first off, great choice because you got the, basically the same bloodline. Well, I guess Mando's not technically. That's also my thinking as well. Yes. Yeah. You know, they're like- one mind so it's yeah. like a pack <laughs> rex is such a good strate strategic character so him added with those other two ah it's, it's a solid team they're like their huddles are going to be fantastic <laughs> you know we're going to come up with some good plans right there i'll just be their pilot i'll fly the spaceship that's that sounds great to me that's what i got lando for that's my lando's my pilot <laughs> he's got that shit on luck <laughs> oh man and then chewy you gotta have chewy i don't know man i picked him solely because i just want to be standing next to chewy and I'm assuming you guys are watching <laughs> Boba Fett. What do you guys think about uh, Black Crescenton on the show? No, oh, man. I hope he's something that pops up in other, uh, uh, you know, like movie, like a movie or something like that. Like they kind of tie in 
kind of like yeah. what they do with Marvel movies. You know, hopefully he'll kind of, even though I feel a little like a, like a screen jump, like not there very long, but you see yeah, him, like, you're like, a, oh yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. That'd be nice to see. He's so cool, man. And then we got the, oh man, when they had the Mando music in this last episode of Boba Fett, mm. I was like, oh my God, yes, <laughs> we're getting some cool people coming in. I can't wait for that. Um, okay, real quick before we go farther, I want to make sure to remind everybody, all our shows have their own channels now, Pushing Buttons, Trek Freaks, Geek Freaks Interview, and of course, Sloop always has, but yeah, Sloop as well. Um, if you guys want to, we really appreciate it. If you head over to all those channels, we'll have the links in the description. Drop them a review. We're going to have our link tree in the description. So you click that link tree. It'll show you all the other podcasts that you can go to. Uh, this week on Pushing Buttons, they're talking about games that have a redemption story to them, right? They go over episode 24 on Trek Freaks. And then for Geek Freaks interviews, we're talking to the creators of Pocus Hocus. Once again, they're back, actually. So that'd be really cool. So tell us a little bit about that Pushing Buttons episode while we got you on there, Kyle. Yeah. So basically, Kevin and I, we kind of just met in the middle and... There's lots of games that we really wanted to play, but because of, you know, shaky, buggy launches. Oh, yeah. You kind of, you know, gave us like a second thought, like, maybe we should hold off on this till it's a bit more polished, had a bit more time in the oven. And it actually turned to a wide range discussion, not just between like bad launches, but, you know, just franchises in general that have needed a redemption arc per se. And, you know, our own experiences playing some of these games that, you know, we dropped for whatever reason and we revisited later and had a redemption that way. So pretty broad discussion. It was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. It really delves into it. Um, yeah. Myself, cyberpunk is always what comes to my mind right away, which I've exactly. gotten back. In. Yeah. I, that definitely comes up in the episode. Yeah. I bought it, returned it immediately. And then now I'm playing oh, it no. now. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm coming to the point where I, I think it's just not quite my game, but, and there's still those bugs in there. But for the price that I paid for it the second round, it's like, okay, well, then I'm fine with the bucks at this point. And I'm well aware of them after all this. Like, real quick squeaks off the top of your head. Can you think of any games that you played that had those tough launches and then redeemed itself in the long run? Um, I mean, I think one that uh, really devastated me. Um, and I don't think they kind of redeem itself. Uh, I took a day off to play this game. Okay. Oh so... <laughs> So, you know, as soon as this game gets delivered or the time hits, if it's downloaded, that um, I want to play it. So, uh, I got this game on Xbox, and uh, because I was all excited about because uh, what I had at the time, Series X? I think it was a Siri- Series X, yeah. No, not Series X, that's the new one. See, they all Xbox got the one. Same. <laughs> yes, one X, one X, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I put the game in, and my screen just goes black, nothing's happening. <laughs> And then I look it up on Twitter, and they're having issues. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm just trying to play this single-player game. Um, and that game is Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so okay. God. It gotcha. took hours before I could even play that game on launch day. Um, but I say it didn't really redeem itself because the game sucked, period. So, And that okay. hurts me to say that. Because, <laughs> you gotta save that one for the biggest disappointments in gaming. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I was a huge Kingdom Hearts guy that uh, yeah, uh, very disappointed. But... um. Yeah, it's a shame that it's like that's just a single player game too. Are we having server issues or whatever, whatever the issue was that was causing it to just be a black uh, blank screen and not loading? So I don't know. I don't get it anymore. Sometimes that is barely a video game. That's mostly just a bunch of cutscenes where you like <laughs> choose your own adventures in between them. But it just feels like yeah. I'm watching cutscenes. There's some that is like solid yeah. 15 minutes. I'm like yeah, I'll just watch a TV show instead. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's 
God, that's definitely a disappointment. But one. some of these, some of these things now on launch are just unacceptable nowadays, mm-hmm. and it's just you, you guys got to figure out or don't do it at all. Yeah, you know. it's becoming the. Anyways, guys, go check out Pushing Buttons for this full conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I realized we're about to get into a part that was like, oh, wait a minute. I remember editing that part exactly. So check out Pushing Buttons, guys. It'll be out on Wednesday. Hey, all This episode is brought to you by We Are Marvel Podcast. They are an MCU-focused podcast. Every month, they talk about each MCU movie in release order. Their latest one covers Ant-Man. Good time to jump in. We Are Marvel talks about the pre-production interesting facts about the movie, and a short talk about the movie itself. Between those, they cover random MCU topics or a review shows or movies that have recently released. I love this podcast. If you like us, you'll like them too. They're knowledgeable, fun, and it feels like you're just hanging out with your friends. The best part about podcasts. Be sure to check out We Are Marvel. Their link is in our description. All right. Uh, Going forward, we have some news. Let's go over the news here. Starting with the biggest one that's been circling around all of us as we are all pretty much Blizzard fans here. Microsoft is buying Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Kyle, when you first heard this news, what was your immediate reaction? Well, amazingly, I woke up to this news because I saw your tweet about it. I'm like, huh? Like, is this really happening? Like, no way. And of course, you know, scrambling to search for any sort of source on this, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just like mind boggling. Like, holy smokes. Like, incredible news. Full on disbelief. I, I I was like, this this doesn't seem right. Then it's like Jason Schreer was the first person I saw retweeting stuff about it. I'm like, hold on. How is this possible? How does something so big happen without any rumors going around? And And so it was full on just like research, research. Then numbers started dropping, $68 billion and this information, that information, games that they were, they're planning to bring back. And it was like, oh, my God, what a wonderful day. <laughs> so it was such a cool way. Squeaks, were you positive about this or were you worried negatively about this news? No, all positive vibes came from me. Um, I think we've had so much negative coming from Blizzard lately. Um, yeah. Not even with, you know, the internal situation, but the fact that there hasn't been any um, delivery on games lately. So it's like, what the hell? I would never have thought in my life I would say Blizzard is kind of becoming a downfall of a company because we love Blizzard mm-hmm. so much here, right? Right. Uh, so when I saw that, it was, uh, besides my positive vibes, it was kind of like a disbelief uh, for the fact that Xbox are making some crazy moves lately. Like them purchasing oh, yeah. Bethesda is not even that old, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they make this crazy, what is this, like the top three trade bot thing ever? Even bigger yeah. than like Disney and Marvel and all that stuff. I think yeah, this was like, like it was just below, like it was like eighty five for Warner Brothers and AT and T. I mean, it shows how yeah. big this is. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. So I mean, uh, uh, like hope, hope. I guess hope's coming out of this is like, mm-hmm. like I told you before in like small chats that like Phil Spencer just does something and tell him, all right, here's your suspense days. You guys got to get your shit together. Um, I saw something not too long ago uh, with productions of games, of course. Yeah. Uh, I saw something not too long ago that, uh, you know, like what you just said, that uh, coming back with old licenses, mm-hmm. uh, a Guitar Hero. Yeah. Come on, man. I, I've been actually looking for a Guitar Hero, so I'm really <laughs> excited that that's yeah. on the docket to come back. <laughs> I have the last one where it has like, um, not the colors. It's like, 
like oh, a that's more cool, realistic right? guitar or whatever. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, mm, give me those clothes back, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Sure Make it cheesy. Who cares? We're just wrangling. having fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I want the sticker uh, pack that came with him, so I could like make skulls on my yeah. fake guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, shoot. Um. So yeah, hopefully this just means great news in the future. Yeah. Um. Man, just Microsoft with these power moves lately. It's amazing. And then Phil Spencer alone, I'm really I like that CEO, and I know that's crazy to say that I like a CEO, but I watch, <laughs> I read and watch a lot of his interviews for what we do here at the podcast, and mm-hmm. he's saying the right things, accessibility. Making sure players can play where they want to, when they want to, at the right price. Things that we all want for, you know, and it's like, hey, yeah, he'll provide it. Just because he's a gamer is what it is. When other CEOs, like Bobby Kotick, is a money man first, and then probably has never touched a video game. Like, But Phil Spencer, he's a developer, a gamer, and now he's a CEO, or head of Xbox anyways. Um, Kyle, you had a positive outlook, and I've been noticing a lot of actual Blizzard and Activision players are also having a positive outlook on this. Why do you think Microsoft is going to be good for for Blizzard and Activision? Well, we've seen it time and time again. I think everything that Microsoft puts out, like they're really forward thinking in the industry. Like we've seen examples of this with like Xbox Live Arcade. And now with more recent news with uh, Bethesda being bought out, I think that will lead to great things. And I, you know, even just uh, earlier this week, I saw uh, Phil Spencer confirming that Call of Duty will still remain on PlayStation, which is huge. Like, you know, it makes, it's like a no-brainer to me to keep that as an exclusive for Microsoft, but they're willing to, you know, share that IP with Sony. And I think that feeling in general of, like, camaraderie, it's only mm-hmm. going to help the gaming community as a whole. So, in the, he mentioned that to Washington Post, and he had a conversation with the heads over at PlayStation, and he specifically mentioned the contracts that the Call of Duty's in. He's like, we will make sure those contracts are fulfilled. It'll stay over there. We won't break any contracts. I have a feeling as soon as those contracts are done, then Call of Duty might be, you know, an Xbox yeah. exclusive. As, as I would. Yeah. It's too valuable to not, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, some people who are, especially the ones that are not on the inside of this or, or like gamers or whatever, are concerned about like, well, then it's Monopoly. How do you, how do you quail those fears how do you how do you squash those a little bit um are we going to see more competitiveness or less competitiveness with xbox getting uh, activision blizzard what do you think squeaks um i think there is going to be a competitiveness to get the rest of what companies there are out there that maybe will be thinking the idea of selling it for this insane amount of money um but i don't worry about a monopoly as of yet because i mean we can't forget we were just praising PlayStation for the longest freaking time with all their exclusivity that they had this year with the PS5 over the Series X. So it's kind of like those games are still out there, guys. You know, mm-hmm. now is there going to be a lot more on Xbox? Probably now because these are some crazy games that they're getting. Um, well, if they had the you know the rights to just fully make it exclusive, um, so I'm not too worried of a monopoly to be honest. And I mean, obviously you got that third guy back there that always likes to uh, remind you that he's there, and that's Nintendo. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, unless somebody's buying those rights, then it's it's done. <laughs> okay. Oh my it's god! Fucking Mario starts hopping around on mushroom, <laughs> mushrooms on a Sony or Microsoft device. <laughs> Fuck! I'm counting my blessings. This world is is ending. If I <laughs> so. wake up in the morning and I see that that Microsoft bought Nintendo. You all are getting on the Discord. We're recording an episode now. <laughs> we do not yeah. wait. 
I actually read a recent article on IGN. It was uh, going over this and the effects of it. And he was likening it to a content war. Like we're moving away from the console war and we're moving forward into this metaverse slash content era where whoever has the most content is king. And I think that's how these companies can still stay competitive against Microsoft. If they have highly polished quality content, like we've seen out of Sony lately in the past, you know, five years or so with God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn. I think that's how there still will be like a divide between them and enough diversity between them to attract all sorts of audiences. And I like the idea of like, say Call of Duty becomes exclusively Xbox. Doesn't mean the PlayStation is not going to have a first, first, first person shooter that's like Call of Duty. More likely they'll make that and then we have actual competition. So then Call of Duty can't like just say that, like, yeah. oh, hey, you know what? It's a different color gun this time. No, you guys have to actually like make a better game every year. If, if Madden had competition every year, which they don't, but if they did, they wouldn't be changing the numbers on the jerseys. They would be innovating all the time. So I like the idea that this monopoly might actually create more competitiveness because now you have to, now new games are going to be popping up. We don't have right. Assassin's Creed 48 and Call of Duty 52, <laughs> you know, we have something actually yeah. happening out there. So there might be something there. You mentioned- I like that idea. I didn't even yeah. think about it that. That's 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 pretty awesome, actually. Because, I mean, I figure you could probably pick, make a, you know, um, like a Call of Duty type game pretty easily. Um, uh, the formula's there, but it's kind of like when, um, uh, what do you call it? MLB, uh, the show, was only on PlayStation. And uh, then Xbox made RBI or something like that, which didn't get very far. Um, but there was still the attempt there. So I kind of like that. Um, I didn't even think about it that way. That's pretty smart. Well, now, you mentioned the metaverse, Kyle. Can you can you explain the metaverse a little bit more for those who are not too familiar? I mean, I'm not really like an expert on it because I'm still learning about it myself. But yeah. essentially, you know, everyone's moving towards this idea of a metaverse. I use quotation marks there. Uh, essentially, everything's going to be moving towards a digital frontier. Right. Like with VR headsets, possibly. And, you know, Facebook is in on this. And now Google with Glass as well is starting to develop some really interesting tech. And, you know, that's like the next, you know, domain, the last frontier. You know, I still think yeah. we should prioritize space travel, but everyone wants to seem to just be huddled up inside their homes and <laughs> explore the world that way. If we get but, holodecks, yeah. I'm okay with it. <laughs> holodecks, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like part of the web. Okay, so you had like the web 1.0, web 2.0 is when you have like these big hubs that people were using as internet, so like Facebook and stuff like Twitter for some. And then we have web 3.0 kind of happening now and this metaverse. And so, I mean, John, I'm literally, John is just texting like, hey, can I get on this recording? I was, I'm late, but we'll like, sorry, man, we started early. But he right now, we all know he'd be talking about Ready Player One. Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's kind of that we're setting up this idea that like you go to a place it has all your content, and then the rising stars. It's a it's a place where like one creator can really rise up because they spread over multiple things. We've been seeing that where now we're seeing these companies not only try to get content exclusively, but they're also trying to get the rights for like, hey, PewDiePie only stream over here, you know, hey, Doctor Disrespect only stream over there, you know, it's it's so. It's all about trying to like kind of create this hub of entertainment in one location now. And I, and I know Squeaks had mentioned to me before through an article that that's what this was for Microsoft. They're trying to build up that hub of theirs and make sure because if they didn't, somebody else is going to. 
some big dog out there was going to do this. You know, uh, some of the franchises we got rebooted, rebooting not only Guitar Hero, King's Quest, and Hexen. Hexen is old school. It was like a Dune type game where you had like magic and stuff like that. Um, I'm pretty excited to see this. Is there any Activision or Blizzard franchise you think is going to thrive under this new Microsoft ownership? I mean, a big one would be World of Warcraft. I think what <laughs> Microsoft will be, you know, injecting into World of Warcraft is including it for free with Game Pass, maybe throwing it in with Xbox Live. Yeah. It's going to draw a tremendous amount of new people that have never played an MMO possibly. And I can only see that as being a good thing for the game because right now the community is so tight knit and, you know, in my opinion, a little bit toxic too. It is right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of Blizzard's franchises, of course, will see tremendous growth from this. Um, the biggest one I'm looking forward to would be Crash Bandicoot. I think that'd be really cool to see on Microsoft's console. You know, it's like a little jab at Sony, like, hey, this is ours now. I know. Too bad. <laughs> it's so crazy you to know. think that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I think uh, across the board, like everything that they have access to, it's going to get revitalized and for the better. The way to pitch this to, to Squeaks is, imagine World of Warcraft, but with Sea of Thieves' business model. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they do everything right at Sea of Thieves. Now World of Warcraft did that. Yeah. yeah. I think of uh, when, you, when you just said that, like cross, cross games, right? So um, what can Overwatch gain from this? Well, there's a company called Rare that seems to be really great with its artwork that's similar to Overwatch. So can, is there a way to enhance anything there? Right. And then can... Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, can with the Microsoft besides I said Guitar Hero, would they go as far as remember like DJ Hero? I remember they're bringing that to your oh, house yeah. and playing that. Yep. <laughs> so, um, shit, I don't know. I think of like, how can one company help the other, like crosswise? So, I mean, if I were to think of like anything for Blizzard wise, can we get um, a revitalized uh, Heroes of the Storm since that's kind of failing? Yeah, well, and has dedicated that, fans yeah. just help them out. Yeah, I love I love Heroes Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, um, obviously I don't play it now because there's no really support for it. But if there's like an can if they can have a bigger team that is more dedicated just to that uh, title itself, then why not? You know, you'll you'll have the people now. So. Yeah, and I like the idea of like leaning into the strengths of each each of the uh, companies that are involved in yeah. this. Yeah. Rare, I would love to see what Rare can do with their community support, bring that into the Blizzard world, really kind of cross-platform that. Because, man, Rare's community support, the way they're driving that, like, just player bonding is something we haven't seen in a long time in gaming. And yeah. we used to, like, Blizzard invented it. So <laughs> it's cool to see it out there. <laughs> um, anything else we want to get through before uh, we leave this topic? Any else you guys want to, any comments you want to add? Are they? Uh I kind of want to touch on what you said, Squeak, uh, Squeaks, pardon me, uh, with crossplay. I think that's another big opportunity for Activision Blizzard to really incorporate into their franchises. Like you could have World of Warcraft people playing PC or Xbox or vice versa with maybe Overwatch. I know that's kind of a thing now, but it could be expanded upon for sure. Yeah. It, Project X Cloud, you could be playing World of Warcraft on your phone with Project X Cloud then. No. <laughs> Not, the not that much. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine you see somebody in your raid that's on a phone right now? Like, get the hell out! <laughs> oh man. 
He's at the doctor's office, like, nah, man, you're going to wait for me. Don't call on me. Yeah, I'm raiding. Yeah. So, <laughs> In the waiting yeah, room for uh, five hours while you're trying to finish up a raid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So we are optimistic over here about Microsoft and Blizzard joining and Activision joining teams. Um, I think for the sexual harassment stuff, we've seen how Phil Spencer runs a company. And I think that that's going to really help quail this. I keep saying quail. I don't think that's the right term. Um, <laughs> what I really like, uh, one thing that specifically happened is Bobby Kotick tried to stop this. And it's it, this is the reason Microsoft went out, went in after them is because Bobby Kotick lost a lot of support after all the sexual harassment stuff. And so Xbox knew like, this is the time to attack and grab that company. And sure enough, Bobby Kotick tried to like circle the wagons. There were no wagons to circle. He had very little allies in the company and couldn't stop it. He uh, reportedly will be out immediately after the transition. So we are looking at a Bobby Kotick free zone. I'm always happy with that. It's great news, but at the same time, I feel like he's getting away with his hands clean. And I don't think that's really responsible of Microsoft or, you know, gaming journalism in particular. Right. I think we can do a better job of holding him accountable because it was his watch, his overwatch, essentially. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And he, yeah, he definitely failed his people, his workers. Yeah, well, hopefully this is a new life for those workers, especially those workers that are, uh, I guess, Xbox fans. You can say yourself, hey, your new boss is uh, Phil Spencer, right? But uh, hopefully this is a new light for them. And yeah. uh, like I said, a, a fire start under the asses to bring up some fucking games. Yeah. Man, yeah. I think Phil Spencer is going to have everyone calling him dad soon at this point. <laughs> God. I mean, I'll call him daddy. I ha- <laughs> I'm happy to have people that I, you know, like, I remember, man, Mike Morheim. I mean, you see able to drop down all these names of really cool people that worked at a company you liked. And now I'm just like, uh, who's still out there? Who's still even in that company? And I'm happy to start kind of seeing that, you know? How interesting would it be if Dreamhaven was bought out by Microsoft too? Oh, wow. Yeah. I or something similar to that. That would be that. nuts. Yeah. Holy cow. That would be crazy. I don't want that for Mike because I, th- I want to see what he could do on his own. Yeah. But yeah, I would true. hate that as a WoW fan <laughs> Yeah, to see what that would be like. <laughs> Like, hey, by the way, not only do we buy your company, we're going to give you this job. This game is responsibility. <laughs> All right, let's go on to our next topic here. We got two new really big trailers. Uh, we'll actually start with the new Lord of the Rings series has its title, Rings of Power. Squeaks, what is your reaction to the name? What do you think of this new series coming up? Man, I'm literally getting goosebumps just because you read the title. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm so ready for a Lord of the Rings in my life right now. I've been seeing it for the past couple of weeks. I I started playing uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, Two Towers on my PS2 just because I Classic. I'm missing some more of the rings. Very nice, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm super. I'm satisfied with the trailer. Of course, I mean it's just kind of like a trailer what you would expect as something this what first teaser I guess looks. Yeah, so that's fine with me. Uh, I, I thought it was beautifully made with the whole lava. Kind of reminded me of the whole. You know, the rings being made, but it's on top of this map was kind of cool. Um, real side yeah, note, real I'm, quick on that. No CGI at all during that whole thing. I know, which is crazy to me. It's a good testament uh, for the show itself, in my opinion. Oh, fuck. think about that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm so ready for this. Bring it on. Uh, I think the Rings of Power kind of gives me this idea of, are we going to smack dab when the rings are created? I'm it's assuming, the second maybe? age. Yeah, second age. Um, it second will be age. basically after Morgoth, who's like you know the big bad before Sauron. It'll, so this story should be the rise of Sauron, the creation of the rings, leading to that big battle in the beginning of the Fellowship of the Rings, which is how the 
the second age ends. Okay. 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 So, um, some of the casting, like everybody has names, but everybody thinks they're fake names. People are like, that's young Elrond, you know? And we already know that there's a young Galadriel. So, you know, certain people are already like, this is this person, that's this person. We know that Golem, Peter Jackson, and Legolas aren't going to have anything to do with it. So, but there are some Nothing other people. Nothing to do like, with it, you said? Yeah, they're out. Yeah. Oh, so. okay. Others can be in there, though. Man, what the fuck, man? Legolas can't, what the, what, because he said no, or just, just story-wise? Uh, just, just, I, I, I don't know. He confirmed, like, in, like, an interview that he's not a part of it. So, I think story-wise, yeah, he's probably not in there. I think he'd be very young okay. at that time, too. I'm not necessarily sure if he was around in that time. But, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Kyle, what are you thinking? Are you excited for this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, huge Lord of the Rings fan. I saw all the movies in the theater, like, day one, and I'm just beyond pumped for this, especially that amazing title sequence. Yeah. As you said, no CGI. Really gave me some Game of Thrones vibes, which, yeah. you know, not a lot of things can give me that kind of thrill again, aside from Lord of the Rings itself. Yeah. So I'm, I'm ecstatic. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. September can't come soon enough. Yeah, I'm I'm so hyped. We're on Sloop, by the way, guys. We're going to review every Lord of the Rings and every Hobbit before this comes out. And then we're going to be streaming Lord of the Rings games that month, too. So we're going to make it like just balls out Lord of the Rings. I can't wait. I'm all hyped for it. Nice. And it's, and it's still very far away. <laughs> it's still September, but I've got yeah. plans. <laughs> uh, the other trailer we got, we got our first full on Moon Knight trailer. Pit, uh, Oscar Isaac is our Moon Knight. A lot of what I liked about this is the price of Moon Knight comics has skyrocketed. The trailer was so cool, and he's such a little known character that people want to know more. And I think that's really cool. Squeaks, are you familiar with Moon Knight? And can you break him down a little bit for us? Uh, I cannot break it down for you because okay. uh, <laughs> I'm not that familiar. Uh, the only thing I know um, back when I was trying to get into him, but I never really did, was the fact that it was like all this like Egyptian stuff with him, yeah. like his backstory. Um, that's all I really know of the character. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. So I'm kind of looking forward to this as a clean slate. Right. Uh, the trailer itself though, man, how freaking awesome. It, it was almost like it was movie quality for mm -hmm. this TV series, right? Indeed. I feel like this is going to be the next step of all the Marvel series itself, like WandaVision, uh, Winter Soldier. I think this is that next level mm -hmm. of it. It looks, it looks beautiful. Yeah. I mean, shoot. Yeah. His backstory is... I mean, I know he has like multiple personalities and uh, there's an Egyptian God that's in him, a moon God that's in him. And so, but I'm trying to not do any research on him because I kind of want to go in on this one fresh. That trailer though, I got real like Batman meets Spawn vibes, which was like, yes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do that to me. <laughs> oh, uh, that's Kyle, are you looking forward to this one? I am actually. Yeah. I don't know anything about the character. I'm going in fresh like you. Mm -hmm. and you know what it really intrigued me was the multiple personalities and i think oscar isaac will nail it yeah just from the brief glimpses we saw in the trailer and you know uh just in general i think marvel is really gonna do great things by making this into a series more so than a movie like i just saw eternals recently on disney plus mm -hmm. and i felt like that would have benefited from the same treatment so you know maybe in the future we'll get more character focused drawn out sagas of these origin stories that'd be really fascinating to see moving forward yeah especially with the lesser known ones you know let's yeah. let's learn about a new character yeah. i don't know about you know 
I think it's a good test because I was just going to jump into that too. Like characters that we aren't super familiar with, um, instead of like a how Guardians of the Galaxy came out and became this ex- extreme hit. hit mm-hmm. That uh, this is like a little test for Moon Knight. Let's see how people take it. Um, if they love it, then we could probably get him on the big screen. I mean, him teaming up with Blade. I'm already thinking that's going to be awesome. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. You got Blade, who's like hunting vampires. Yeah. You got Moon Knight, yeah. Moon, Werewolves. Uh, I've just thrown it out there. And then you got to throw in Morbius since that movie's coming out. Yeah, and actually, so. I mean, it's getting delayed every two weeks, I feel like. But Are you serious? I think it's it was delayed recently again. Oh, it got again. delayed again? I think so. I don't know. I'm not positive on that one. Hmm. I did just find out that Black Panther stopped shooting again. So they had a co- COVID that, yeah. outbreak, so they're stopping again. So hmm. we don't know when Wakanda Forever's coming out. but Just don't make it. Well, I know. I, I know it's so hard. It's like yeah. Chadwick Boseman nailed it so much that it's like, I'm okay with it just being this one and done glorious thing we had. Let's move on. Yeah. I, I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's unfortunate, obviously, but it's just too soon to not see Chadwick Boseman as, I mean, I mean, we only had Black Panther for so long, right? Right. So it's kind of like not enough, really. So Sadly, yeah. Wakanda yeah. is awesome, though, so I am excited for more Wakanda. For sure. I'm looking forward to that kind of part, but. We'll see. All right, yeah. let's change gears dramatically. Uh, we have two Christmas <laughs> classics that are, be- that are getting sequels, okay? So A Christmas Story is getting a sequel with Ralphie coming back. The actual kid from the movie is coming back to do the sequel. Mm-hmm. And then we have The Santa Claus with Tim Allen getting a sequel series for Disney+. Plus. Squeaks, you already got your fist puppet for the Tim Allen one. Oh my God, hell yes. <laughs> Hopefully I get... Uh, Santa Claus one vibes from this series. That's yeah. what I'm kind of looking for the most. But just to see Tim Allen come back in the Santa Claus outfit, oh gosh, I can't wait for this Christmas. I'm assuming it's coming 2022 Christmas. I think. Well, right? they're announcing him now. They'll uh, both be here by Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, this Christmas is gonna be glorious. So, <laughs> so I, I can't wait for this series. I mean, I mean, Santa Claus period is a yearly movie. So I mean, yeah. Why not add some? Uh, new to it so the first one is definitely my yearly roster the second two are like i don't know they're sure they're on uh, or whatever yeah you know first yeah. one's a guarantee it's kind of like the grinch or something like that like that'll always be playing um oh yeah but yeah two and three i could every other year come they're supposed <laughs> to be telling the story of uh what's his name scott whatever um god i know it's something with the initials but anyways uh he scott calvin there it is uh he's mm. a 65 year old man who's having to deal with being santa claus on the side and like how that's kind of wearing him down and stuff like that. So it's 65, but it almost feels like they're going to do like a midlife crisis kind of story with him. Um, do you think they're going to kill him off and hand the reins down? Like they did at the past Santa basically. I don't know who's in the, maybe his son, but we don't, we haven't confirmed that his son is going to be in the show, right? Well, no, like that's not how one. it really works. It's just that uh, if Santa dies next uh, to you, <laughs> you know, Oh Yeah. It could go to anybody. It could go I to, know. I don't know. Who's... Fucking he falls off his mansion next thing you know, Chris Evans just walks out. Yeah, or Tom Holland. You're taking Buzz Lightyear from us. <laughs> Make it Tom Holland. He's awesome at everything he does. I wouldn't mind a Spidey Santa. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Instead of the sleigh, he's just swinging everywhere, jumping presents off. <laughs> Poor Tom Holland. Gosh. He's like trying to like take a break from acting, and they're like, no, you got more Spider-Man to make, and now you're in Uncharted, so you're not going to stop. Sorry, yeah. Mate. Yeah. We got to make money. Yeah. Uh, Chris is... Um, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, Kyle, have you watched a Christmas story? Are you thinking a sequel's needed at all? Man, that is a good question. Uh, I mean, Christmas story is like a given, right? It's like one of the best movies of all time for the holidays. Yeah. Uh, Christmas in particular. Um, 
it goes without saying, like at my workplace anyway, that was repeatedly played over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And so was the first Santa Claus movie. I don't feel like sequels are necessary, but I think, you know, marketing side of things, I, they're baking on nostalgia of us, of our generation. And that's why they're making these movies now. And I'm not sure if these are theatrical releases or straight to like, a Christmas a service. story will be probably it, it's HBO Max. So it'll probably be both. Oh, uh, okay. HBO okay. And then the Santa Claus is going to be Disney Plus. Gotcha. OK. Yeah, that makes sense. Then they're just, you know, kind of like with Hocus Pocus 2 for the Halloween movies. That, that's what this will be. OK. Yeah. I'll probably watch them and I probably won't be that yep. great, but I'm, I'm de- they got my money already. <laughs> I'm going to be watching them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That HBO Max, its lineup is getting so strong that it's kind of becoming oh, like Hulu and Netflix, where it's like something I just kind of keep around now. Yeah, righteous I've gemstones been are back. HBO Max since day one. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, gold—that is pure gold right there. <laughs> I can't. I, there's so many people who don't know about righteous gemstones. It's like you all are missing out. John Goodman oh, is man. amazing. Oh uh, well, yeah, he's fucking definitely amazing. Anything, but man, can we talk about that for just? Let's talk like, about it. Yeah. Thirty seconds. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This. The some of the most funniest things in that show are just them talking. Okay, yeah. So think of the the part when they're having lunch, you know, they're after Sunday lunch, or whatever. Yeah. And then they're talking about getting married at Disney World <laughs> and who, like, who did the wedding for them? And it was Prince Eric, and it's like you couldn't even get Mickey Mouse. Oh my god! I was Danny McBride's like, who the hell's Prince Eric? He's like, oh, he's the most <laughs> handsome prince. <laughs> <laughs> Since your wedding sucks, nobody wanted to go to it. You couldn't even get fucking Mickey Mouse to do it. <laughs> but it's like the, oh, just the dialogue is just cracks me up, and it's not even that's just a portion of the show. And it's totally worth watching God, because man. it is some dialogue you'll miss. Like when the three siblings are just talking by like the fountain. Yeah. Just the little one-offs. They're so oh, amazingly written. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. Gosh, I love this show so much. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's back. Uh Kyle, uh, have you seen it by chance? Uh, I have not actually, but uh, oh, John Goodman's great and everything, so yeah. definitely worth the watch. I'm sure he he's a little more off the rails this season too, so it's even better. And what he was last <laughs> season, so go check that out, guys. That's a side thing. Um, yeah. All right, and then the last thing I want to make sure to mention is Awesome Games done quick uh, broke their own record last weekend, bringing in 3.4 million uh, for a cancer foundation. This is such a cool charity, and I know you were talking about it a little bit, Kyle. Can you kind of break down what is Awesome Games done quick? Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, essentially, it's a week long speed running community marathon, basically. And, you know, the whole aim is to raise money for cancer awareness. Um, I can't recall the charity. I should, but I just can't think of it, it right now. It was like literally called like the Cancer Foundation something. It was, it okay, was I think a so. pretty basic one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like a whole range of categories and games that are uh, displayed. And my favorite one personally was the Sekiro uh, blindfold run. That was incredible oh to watch. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine? He, he beat it in two hours blindfolded. It was it was insane. That's absurd. So uh, how yeah. much time do you have in your life to know exactly <laughs> how far forward, left, right, whatever, you, like where you're at right now? Like, I wish I had that time. What was really yeah. astounding about it was he was actually having a difficult time near the beginning. Um, not sure if you guys have played the game, but. He was stuck on the Raging Bull boss fight. Okay. And that's technically the hardest one for him because it's so chaotic. Mm-hmm. And it took him at least, you know, six tries to beat it. 
But once he did, That's he just powered bad. through. <laughs> and gosh, yeah, it was a great speed run. I highly recommend it. Okay. That's crazy. It's a really yeah, cool Yeah, I won't be checking that one out anytime yeah. soon. I'm waiting for this Elden Ring. Are you guys going to get Elden Ring at all? Day one. I'm going to watch yep. you play Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to watch you. Kyle stream right Elden Ring. I, I plan on streaming <laughs> it on the Geek Freaks channel. Yeah. Nice, nice. Oh, that's a good note, by the way. Way to transition right there. We have four days of streaming <laughs> going now. Kevin and Kyle are both streaming on Geek Freaks, and then I'm streaming a couple of days as well. Check out our, our stream for all the uh, the dates. Um, is there a game that, like, if somebody said, hey, you have to master this game and be able to speed run it, is there a game that you kind of like, I got this? Well, let's, let's talk about you, Kyle. What do you think? Oh, goodness. Uh, Kevin actually asked me this, I think, on Pushing Buttons as well. And I was thinking something fun and chaotic, like maybe Bloodborne or a Dark Souls game. But, you know, I love the games where you can repeatedly try over and over to practice better. Mm-hmm. And Celeste is one of my all-time favorite games. I would love to speedrun right. that. I, I remember watching you stream Celeste, and that was the first time I was exposed to that game. And I own it now because of that. <laughs> I got it on the Switch. <laughs> that is a good, that is a very good game. Very good. For me, it's it's open world games. I think I could do like a Minecraft speed run, World of Warcraft speed run, like those ones where it's like kill the dragon or World of Warcraft hit max level. Or I, I'm playing Wildlands right now on stream uh, for you guys. You know, kill the main boss all within a speed run. I I think I could do those pretty well because the idea is like you could do whatever you want. It's how prepared you want to be when you're fighting that final target. I like those a lot. Um, what about you, Squeaks? What are you thinking? What what speed game? What game do you I think you could speed run? Yeah, so I think, and this is a kind of transition to my uh, yep. review, <laughs> yeah. um, is going to be the new Rainbow Six uh, Extraction. Um, and the way I say this, because I, w- I was a big fan of Siege, right? Mm-hmm. And, but I love the whole small team co-op against you know the computer and having like a, a tactical way, to, a tactical way to do this. And what really like turned me on was I was playing it last night. And we got into a match, me and my in-law got into a match of a guy that you could just tell has been playing this game for a while because or put some time in already uh, because his skins, right? They got skins on here. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the hell? Did you just buy this? Or you knew what you were doing, right? Uh, turns out he knows what he's doing. Uh, he was teaching us a little bit. And it was just like, it turned that game for, like, I was struggling to just, man, this is the easiest game in the world now. So I really enjoy when people, like, know, like, yeah. about the mission and what's the cleanest, fastest way to uh accomplish that mission mm-hmm. so i think that would be one i would uh definitely would want to dive in and i could be pretty good at i mean because i was pretty decent at siege so yeah yeah I, yeah i can't get into those games as much as i try i i really liked the old rainbow six vegas games you know oh my god mm-hmm. that was yeah. kevin yeah. and mine's go-to like yeah i don't know if this is acceptable but we used to call each other like a certain swear word when we played the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta know this word now. Oh, no, we gotta know it. Yeah, we'll <laughs> edit around it. Yeah. Oh, no. stream and it's we, would just, stream. we would always, you know, okay. like chant, motherfuckers. Like, as we would clear out all of these, <laughs> okay. you know, okay. spawn points of all these terrorists. And uh, that is I'm not, not sure if Kevin is watching the live stream of this right now, but he's probably singing that in chat right now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I think he is watching the stream, actually. <laughs> I see that he did message it earlier. By the way, happy birthday, Kevin. Oh, happy birthday, Kevin. Oh, watching the stream. Happy birthday, Kevin. It was our pep song. <laughs> I will say, so I used to play Left 4 Dead with some buddies, and then we'd go switch over to that game. 
the left for dead grenade button and the aiming button for Rainbow Six are like swapped. So I would like get into Rainbow Six ready to go. I'd try to aim down my thing and throw a grenade right in front of us all. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let's bash on Frank for a little bit for that stupid move. <laughs> well, we need you to download Extraction. So what? Player it is on that Game Pass. All right, I'll download Extraction. I will. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll download yeah. it. We'll be, I'll be on it right after this recording. So. I won't be on it that fast, <laughs> but my new internet is godly, but it isn't that. Thank um, goodness for oh, that. Oh, yeah? Thank you goodness. You got new internet now? Dude, I'm pulling 350 now. Oh, yes. shit. Congratulations. You're like a living in, you're a city boy now. I'm like Damn, a city boy, right, folks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice, oh, nice. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Is this is a company that kind of reached out? No, nah, it's T-Mobile, man. I just got the, I, it's T-Mobile has their own wireless internet now. And it's just this, bo- I went in to ask questions. They're like, Here's the box. The box is free. Try it out for a month. You pay for a month at a time. Try it out and see how it goes. And I'm like, I, I put it in here and I'm just like trying to draw it down as much as I can. The thing's screaming fast. It's amazing. Damn, nice, man. Yeah. That's badass. Shit. Yeah. It's real new. It's only been out in this area for like a, like a month or so. So it's, but I'm, oh, I'm all about it. Damn. It's amazing. Okay. Hey, yeah. so I should see you on then tonight. Not, to, not too long. Actually, if I were probably try to, I could probably be on in an hour, but I've got other things to do, including edit the podcast we're in right now. <laughs> uh, and I got an interview tomorrow. All right, let's go ahead and get into Squeak's review for Rainbow Six. <laughs> okay, so basically this play takes over the world, right? And you're like, what the hell is going on, right? Just crash fucking just gunk everywhere right you're like aliens and shit just shooting shit everywhere at you right you're like what's going on right the new variant yeah i like to i like to explain my uh stories like to obviously like rides like the matterhorn and shit like that i've done before recently. Yeah. <laughs> so, um basically so think of siege but you're talking uh with uh with this alien monster type race now and uh, your objective you got three objectives per level and there's so far what have I experienced is three different types of maps for each city so you start off in new york then you go to san francisco and then I forgot the other two because I'm not really that far yet. But basically, so you go to New York, you got three different uh, maps, okay? Uh, within the maps, there's three objectives. Um, it could be a little hard each time. Uh, there is difficulty set to the, each level. Uh, but each objective could be like, hey, this one's super easy. Or this one might be a little tough for us. And it's just kind of like what I was talking about, that communication planning ahead. Uh, for what you needed to do, can really you can execute it, and then it's like okay, well nobody will lose damage, we can move on. Now I say move on because you can pull out any time of the level. Now mm. the benefit of pulling out any time is that if you died, your operator is stuck at that level, and you have to rescue them with a different operator. Okay, there's multiple operators in the game, and the game really feels like they force you to try different operators to try different abilities. Um, there's not. Too many different abilities with each one. There's only like one move, but each person does something different. All right. Um, so what you would do is if you did lose one, you would go back to that specific level and you have to save him. And it's kind of tricky to do it uh, because there's like a little, um, I don't know. I don't want to say a puzzle, but there is like an objective task to get your operator back. And it is kind of tough. A little could be challenging. Uh, but then, bam, you save him, whatever. Now. Also with that, if you were to pull out and you took in a lot of damage, that operator is hurt now and it's not recommended to, well, one, they'll prevent you if it's really low. Uh, and then two, if it's not like at that low critical level, uh, it will, uh, uh, um, 
regain health every time you come back and you completed some missions, you gain health. So that person stays at the health that you left, but you can obviously, you know, kind of gain some points. So back even if you're it. like, so, if even if like, like you're failing, it's not like it's lost. It's still kind of helping out a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. So as long as you're pretty much, there's only been one time you can lose XP. Okay, you can't lose XP for that your sucks. overall level. Yeah. It's happened before, and it's like where you just sucked, right? Yeah. You're like, I didn't get any objectives done. I'm almost dying. Let's just get the hell out of here. And then you actually lose XP. It's not just like you didn't gain any. You actually <laughs> lose. I'm like, son of a bitch, right? I don't like that. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like how the game um, gameplay is, like, real quick. Um, you know, there's uh, kind of like that Call of Duty where it's like custom uh, loadouts. You got your primary. You got your secondary. You, got, you can pick tools. Uh, like recon tools or lethal tools like grenades. Um, each character likes Siege. I like the dog. All right, all right. Dog love. <laughs> I like, uh, like Siege. Each character has a little uniqueness to them from different regions they come from and like outfits they wear. Um, uh, each, uh, when you play a different like level or you gain a different city to yeah. go and do these levels, uh, they do little cutscenes. So I do like how this Rainbow Six puts little cutscenes and then it kind of semi tell a story but it's really not like a story game but they try to, it's kind of like overwatch right like you know mm. there's a story into this game but that doesn't really tell you a story right do you now are you um, like overwatch i generally try to find the backstory is it inviting enough to make you want to look up the backstory um so it kind of gives you it already so it's not so like pulled back like it's not so empty like overwatch it actually provides it but little increments so it's not like we're trying to tell you a story that feels like a multiplayer game yeah you know? like think if warzone would wanted to tell you a, like a little cutscenes here and there okay. but you're playing warzone you know? yeah yeah so you're not actually in uh, it for the story at all yeah uh graphics um i feel like are on point i mean i'm playing on pc and um pretty sure i have everything on high yeah so okay i mean they look it looks great i mean it looks like any current game how's the bad. shooting is it pretty tight because that's one key thing i think ubisoft does very well yeah so your primary weapon is obviously your best weapon it has the most stability uh, depending on characters um and see the silence or loud so some characters have a shotgun but your second one is what can kind of screw you so i like playing as a main character and i haven't unlocked anything else so yeah. she has an uzi and there's certain times where you need to use that secondary weapon so if i'm extracting a person to save Hey, I'm carrying this person on my shoulder. I can only use my secondary weapon. And sometimes not ideal because it'll go crazy, right? So the right, ability right. Is, is horrible. Um, so it, but the killing though with these weapons are super precise, like if it was a siege or like if it was uh, uh, like a Valorant, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a one shot kill kind of thing. So if um, I'm going in with silence or silence weapon, a couple shots to a head, nothing is alerted as long as it goes down super quick. Uh, and I like that instead of like playing, if you were playing a um, Call of Duty where you're taking multiple hits and it's like, okay, I shot you like 10 times, bro. Yeah. What the hell? So it's, I, I play a lot of Halo too. And it's almost frustrating in Halo sometimes. Yeah. I mean, they're very different games. You got to go in expecting that. But you're like, man, I emptied yeah. a whole clip in you. How are you not dead yet? You know, and then <laughs> yeah, they, people yeah. carry them over shields and I'm like, not needed in a game like this. You don't yeah, need yeah, more yeah. shielding. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> uh, kill, kill me. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like that. So and it's and it's satisfying because uh, you get you get kind of like XP, like what I was saying, but you get for your character as well gets XP. Yeah. So 
you got your milestone leveling, which is your profile essentially, and then you got your character. So the character, the same character, you use over and over again. They get a little bit more armor. They get a couple of, like cosmetic items and stuff like that. Um, and when I bring up the XP, is the fact that when you kill things, like if it was a headshot or you know anything, you um, I don't know, plant bombs or something like that. Anything that could get you points, that level goes up. And but it's kind of satisfying to see that it's like grunt headshot, super fast, super quiet, and you get your XP. It's something satisfying about it, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's uh gameplay. Like I said, I already did the graphics. Story wise, it's just you know it's it's siege with the with this crazy alien monster plague thing. Yeah. Um. The game was going to be called Quarantine, yeah, by the way, and then they're like, let's change the name of this game. <laughs> yeah. Probably for the <laughs> let's best. Not make it too real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's not make it too real. <laughs> yeah. Um. Shoot, but yeah, I'm having a blast with this game. Like I said, I'm a multi. It's mostly all. Mo- it, yeah, I don't think there is a single player. Maybe you can. Maybe some NPCs or something. I haven't tried it, but it's essentially multiplayer. Uh, Drop a grade, man. Don't don't uh, do no Death Stranding yeah. to Guru Daniel grade. Let's see what that grade's gonna be. <laughs> oh, it's perfect grade. Can't be fixed ever. I'm like oh bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw no, him in chat. So... I got tucks mad because Niners won, and I don't like Niners now. <laughs> So, <laughs> anyway, let's not get into that one. I saw you silenced your phone. I saw you silence your phone that day. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> it alerted me that you silenced your phone. Did which it was really? Like, that's weird. Why? Does it? That's so weird. It, it put the moon symbol on your picture. Not that I was going to text you or anything. Oh, it was yeah. like in my chat, whatever. Do not disturb. And yeah. it literally said, "Frank silenced his phone notifications today." Good. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I didn't. I uh, almost just dug a hole and laid in it in the middle of the field because I was like, "I'm done. Uh, I don't want nothing." Man. Let's get a great oh, first. Got it. Anyway, for siege, um, for extraction. So a lot of people are gonna. Uh, I don't know how people are gonna feel about it. Uh, this grade I'm gonna give it, but you gotta think like I went from not knowing shit per objective, yeah, to really acing objectives and getting all three done and extracting out, and that was so satisfying. So I, um, I'm a little not irritated because now I enjoy it with the whole like, hey, your person's injured or your person's in my A, you have to save them. But I think as of right now, I'm giving it a B. A B? Solid, Solid B. B? Okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. that's yeah. that's still worth the download, especially on Game Pass to give it a shot, you know? Oh, yeah. It's it's fun. Yeah. So in the franchise, like, where would you put that with the other installments? Like with Vegas or uh, Siege? Man, I haven't played Vegas in so long. Yeah, it's hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm gonna play a little bit more before I put it over Siege. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Because I liked um the fact on Siege where it was uh you kind of put something on a wall to kill like the terrorists on the other side of the, the wall type of other deal. Mm-hmm. I don't have a player that has done that, but the aliens are more moving around instead of like the hostages in Siege, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah. it's definitely a different feel, but I would have to play a little bit more before I say I like this over Siege. Because I really do enjoy Siege. Okay. Yeah. Worth the shot, guys. Check it out. And then, you know, Squeaks will give us more updates as they come out with updates. Maybe stream it sometime for us. Now that he's got that computer all fixed up and fancy ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that is it for us this week, guys. It was, it was a, well, we ended up going an hour. That was pretty good. I uh, remember on Wednesday, new pushing buttons coming out. They're going to be talking about games that earned their redemption. Episode 24 of Star Trek, the original series over on Trek Freaks. Squeaks, we got to get you on one of those Trek Freaks, man. I, I, I noticed oh, that's there a you go. Nice. He's, he's currently wearing a doctor's uniform. And then we're interviewing the team from uh, Pocus Hocus comic book, the writer and artist, um, in, on the next Geek Freaks interview. And those are all coming out this next week. All right, guys, take it easy. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you later. Bye.
Hi and welcome. My name is John. And my name is Kevin. We are the hosts of Trek Freaks, a part of the Geek Freaks Network. On Trek Freaks, we review episodes of Star Trek in chronological order starting with the original series. We do a warp speed recap and a scene-by-scene review searching for the hidden message or moral of each story. So Kevin, what made you such a big Star Trek fan? Man, I've been a fan of Star Trek for about 20 years now. Sci-fi in general has always had a great way to show the struggles of today through the lens of tomorrow. And Star Trek has always offered what could be possible when humanity is at its best. I totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Star Trek always had a beautiful way of exploring like our real world social issues through the lens of hope that our future may be guided by greater morals and understanding than we know today. I think that's what I love most about Star Trek is the hope for our future. I love Deep Space Nine. It's actually my favorite Trek because it's the darker of the series. So it really shows the difference of what humanity could be at its worst versus at its best all in one show. True. I also love that Star Trek opens up countless possibilities, the wide array of future tech and alien races. Uh, For me, growing up with Star Trek Voyager has always been uh, my favorite series, uh, but partly because of the new worlds and species they encounter out in the Delta Quadrant. Well, that's why we're fans. If you're a fan, join us each Friday as we explore all that Trek has to offer. Hey all, Frank here. That is the brand new Trek Freaks trailer. I enjoy producing Trek Freaks so much. Working with Kevin and Jonathan is truly a delight. I hope you can continue joining them on their Trek adventures over on the brand new Trek Freaks channel. The link is in the description. Please go follow, subscribe, review, all that fun stuff. It helps us out so much. Trek Freaks is part of the wider Geek Freaks network now, including Pushing Buttons, Outlast Podcast, Geek Freaks Interviews, We're all a big family, and we can't wait to bring you some new shows and some continued favorites. Thank you so much.